the year 2000 in WCW was one of the strangest and wildest times in the history of wrestling. And we are here to tell you about it. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Alright everyone, welcome to Behind the Gorilla, episode 11. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Mark's got the sniffles. I do. We're going to see how this goes. So, if I'm sound stopped up it's because i am if you hear me clearing my throat and or coughing and or sneezing um i apologize that I'm, means i tried to edit it out, <laughs> edit it out and was unable to due to something being said so. I'm, i might try to talk over it and i might just kind of let you drown <laughs> i haven't really decided yet but either one we'll is play fine. here we'll figure it either out either one is fine nobody listens anyway nothing but the best for our our loyal listener as as uh harry doyle, doyle said uh, don't worry, no one listens anyway. So, it's very true. Well, someone listens. We have like two or three people. And we really appreciate you guys that do listen to it. So thank you. All right. Well, this is my turn this week. Let's do it. Harris was last week. I have no idea what's about to happen. Oh, but you will. Because oh. this is very... This is, this is a subject that is pretty familiar to us so far. Oh, no. We've talked about doing it okay. a little on, on other episodes. So, okay. we've already done two episodes... That would fit into this. Okay. This is all about the year 2000 in WCW. Yes, we're doing it. All right. It, oh, ha- hooray. It, ha- it had to be done. Oh, man. How much? Oh, this is going to be three hours okay. long. That's the problem. <laughs> there was too much to do everything. Man. So if I don't talk about your favorite really weird thing that happened in the year 2000 in WCW, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't get to it. So I picked a few. Obviously, the biggest one... David Arquette winning the WCW Championship happened in 2000. Probably our best episode, if we're honest. It was wonderful. It was fun. And that is probably the biggest thing that happened in 2000. It's the year of Arquette. Let's just get that out of the way. Nothing's going to top that. The other thing that we did was the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Yep. Which also surprised David Arquette, which is, I think, the greatest moment of our show that we've had. I had a lot of fun doing that one. I really did. That was amazing. So those are two massive things. Now, there, there are a lot of things, but I'm going to get into some of them here. So we'll start off in January of good 2000. Pl- it's a good place to start. Right at the beginning. Right. A lot of young stars were unhappy with <clears throat> their spot in WCW. Okay. There was a lot of mid-card guys that felt like... They- Okay, uh, sorry about that. We had a slight, anyway. a slight interruption. If I don't decide to cut it out, we at least have that. Oh, okay. Anyway, so a lot of young mid-card guys, very talented guys, were unhappy with their spot in WCW. WCW was very bad at building up new stars and promoting yeah. mid-cards. That's what I've read. Wrestlers. Uh, there were there were some instances, but most of the time they were not very good at it. And this is an interesting thing to me because unlike now, when if you're a discontented mid carder, like you you have more options than you did like ten years ago, maybe. Yeah. To go back to the indies, but if you don't like where you are in WWE, like 
sucks. Yeah, I mean, you had but back then. You had WCW you had the and WWE jumping yeah. ship, right? Like there was yeah. a lot more incentive to keep your guys happy. Basically. And up until this point, most of the jumping had been to WCW. Right. It wasn't until like '99 that it kind of started mm-hmm. going the other way, and mm-hmm. Jericho was the biggest one that kind of yeah. first went. So. In early 2000, you had people like Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn who all wanted their release from WCW. Another one of those was Chris Benoit. Who? Chris Benoit. It, it makes me laugh every time. He exists. Did. Um, oh. And uh, so anyway, all these people wanted out. And... That, that's the preface of this. So, Bret Hart was a champion in uh, late 99, but was concussed by Goldberg, by a kick from Goldberg, which then ended up ending yeah, Hart's career. That's pretty bad. And so, the title was stripped from him, because he was injured and that couldn't wrestle. legitimate. And so, then in early 2000, at the sold-out pay-per-view, Vince Russo had to, decide, had to find someone to replace him. So, he wanted to replace him with his guy, Jeff Jarrett. Well, then Jeff Jarrett got injured. And then Vince Russo wanted to put the belt on a shoot fighter named Tank Abbott. Hang on, hang on. What? Well, Tank Abbott came into WCW, and he was an actual fighter. Right. And Russo wanted to put the title on him, and everyone else in management in WCW was like, no, you're an idiot, you're gone. So So basically they removed Vince Russo from booking after that decision. After that decision. It didn't happen, but he wanted it to happen. That's what pushed them over the edge. Yeah, at the wow. time. So that he sounds was like temporary. the most legitimate decision he's ever made, <clears throat> frankly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. anyway. So he was then taken off of the booking committee. Okay. And then it was replaced by a different committee headed by Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, and, uh, this was only temporary. Russo was back on the booking before too long, as we all know. Um,. So Sullivan then wanted to put the title on, or wanted to put Benoit in the match with Sid Vicious, um, as kind of a way to keep Benoit there from right. leaving. So this is an interim title yeah. match, right? Like it's yeah, not it's like a vacated, just gonna, it's a vacated right. title. They're not just going to award somebody the title. Okay. No, no, no. So the title's vacated. They got the so match Vicious set up. Okay. And Benoit now are going to fight. Uh-huh. Benoit agreed initially. So then they do the match, but then Vicious didn't want to go over properly. He wanted to win because Benoit was smaller and Vicious of is Vicious. And so he wanted to, he didn't want to, so they did like a screwy finish where Benoit made him tap, but his foot was under the rope. So then, and also they had a way out if Benoit decided to leave, which is exactly that's, what happened. That's actually pretty smart. And like, that's exactly what happened the next day. Benoit, Benoit left. And so the title was okay. then vacated again. This is not the second time it's been vacated in year 2000. This is a trend okay. you will see. Yeah, but okay, I will say, I. I know we probably have a lot to get through. That's smarter than I would normally give WCW credit for because you hear a lot about, and I'm sure we will in this episode, like screwy finishes and mm-hmm. the big like old guard like Sid Vicious and Hulk Hogan and other guys not right. wanting to put over the young up-and-comers. But that is really smart of them to say, okay, if we're going to do this like as a carrot to keep Benoit here, his contract still expires. If he leaves, we'll have this thing we can use. And if he wants to stay, great, like whatever, we'll play it off but right. if he bails we can say oh well he didn't rightfully win anyway that's actually pretty clever yep and that's exactly what happened so the next nitro he was gone ironically that might be what convinced him to leave too i mean i don't know and i don't think it was <laughs> um, there was a lot going on basically him and kevin sullivan had a lot of bad blood okay because uh his wife Na- benoit's wife nancy oh, was right. kevin sullivan's wife. right 
Oh man! Before Benoit, so man, there was a I lot of stuff about going that. on. So there's a lot, man. Yeah. What a, yeah. what a life. It was a screwy situation, anyway. It certainly was. Anywho, okay. so we have a trend of vacated titles, right? Right. We're gonna skip all the way down. We're kind of gonna go out of order too. We're not gonna necessarily okay. stay in order. Couple different tracks. Um. You know what? No, I changed my mind. We are going to kind of go in order. Because I want to save this one for Professional, last. Professional, ladies and gentlemen. I want to save this one for last. So, uh, we're going to go to... Um, I think this... Yeah, this is Greatest American Bash. So, this is like July, I would assume. Okay. July yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, summer pay-per-view. Goldberg turned heel. Brilliant. They already ruined Goldberg's character by the stupid way they he lost the streak to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in 1998 Starcade with the stun gun. I only laugh because if I were ever emotionally invested in it, I would get sad. Yeah, I am sad. Um, so then, Goldberg had kind of been... He'd, he was still over, and he was still a big star, but he was never at that level. They, they used him a lot. He never was like in the title picture again for some reason. That's... It makes no sense. Like, he only won the title once, and it was that one time. That's insane. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, so, Great American Bash. Goldberg was actually gone for a while. I think, I don't remember if that was the time when he ripped his hand open. That's a funny story. That's not a full episode, but. The car window open for real. Wasn't it supposed to be gimmicked? No, he was supposed to use, like, a bat or something else. Oh, and he just... And he was like, Goldberg, right. he was like, Goldberg wouldn't do that. He's like, Goldberg smashed, so yeah. he punches out a Which window, is tears cool, his arm to shreds, but and is out for months. Yeah. I don't remember if this was why he was out, but That's for some fantastic. reason he was gone. And had just come back a few weeks on Nitro before this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So, the main event had Kevin Nash versus Jeff Jarrett for the title. Okay. So, near the end of the match, I didn't watch the whole match. Uh, Ref gets taken out, and a whole plethora of people, as in every finish in this year of WCW, come out and attack Nash. The whole new blood is out there. Oh, man. Nash is a face at this point, mind you. And um, the whole new blood, which is a big heel faction with Russo and Bischoff and a bunch of young guys, are beating up Nash. He's fighting him off. They're getting him the best of him. And then here comes Goldberg. In a monster truck. Painted with Goldberg and his picture and logo all over it. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. I have, Seriously. I have a question. He, it, it's not a joke. Did he drive to the ring? No, he in drove a like truck? in the stage, you know, like around the ramp, like, like to the ramp. Right. Like from the side. Okay. Not. He drove down a monster truck onto yeah. the ramp and then yeah. got back to So the kayfabe invitation. And then walked out and walked that down the ring. Bill Goldberg just drives a monster truck around with I his guess. own name on it. Like I, that's his I, car. I, Yes. Okay. See, Fair. this is... Yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but this is, like, just the typical, like, okay, what's happening mm-hmm. on... Because Raw is kicking their tail at this point in the ratings, oh, yeah. right? Already. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Yes, yes, yes. We're, we're circling the drain here. But, so but Nitro's still getting better ratings than Raw has in, like, ten years as of now. Really? It's still getting, like, fours and fives ratings, oh, well. just... Oh, right. Well... Just it's still the Monday know, Night Wars getting, is still popular. You know, like the sevens, right? Eights okay. or whatever. Okay, no, that makes sense. But so, like, what? Okay, what's working on Raw? Well, we got Stone Cold. Cold you know, and people driving vehicles around, right. smashing stuff. Like, that's fun stuff. Monster trucks are the same thing, right? Okay, mm-hmm. which is why cool, not? But it's just like, okay. It's a little anyway, weird. so that happens. So then Goldberg comes out and uh, to the ring. Clear the ring clears. You know, they're terrified. They're of not Goldberg. messing around. Yeah. And then Goldberg's sitting there ready to spear Jarrett. 
and then turns in Spears Nash. Ooh. And then throws the ref down and puts Jarrett over, and Jarrett gets the pin, wins the match. Okay. Out comes Bischoff and Russo, and they all embrace, and Goldberg has joined the New Blood. Okay. I don't... That failed, so... I'm pretty sure he was healed for, like, a month, and then went back. He he hated it. Uh, it was a tremendous failure. Nobody actually believed it. It was one of those things where when... Kind of like, remember remember when Lesnar beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 30? And everyone uh-huh. was kind of like, what? It wasn't like a, what? It was like, right. uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it, you're like just nobody so even, confused. Yeah, nobody Because it's so dumb. And it's so out of midair, but in a dumb way. But I feel like, okay, the difference. That was kind of like this. The difference is with that, like, they booked Lesnar as a killer. Well, yeah, yeah, forward. yeah. It's, Lesner, it's different. I'm just mean the yeah, reaction. No, and Lesnar has the persona to, like, just be a dick about it. Right. In a way that Goldberg e- either didn't want to or the impression I get. Because on paper, that doesn't sound like a terrible heel turn mm-hmm. if you book him the right way going forward. But yeah, it sounds no. like the, the heel faction in WCW was a lot more, like, Maniacal authority, like twenty-minute-long promos, and just yeah, Eric yeah, Bischoff was, and yes, everyone else. Just and that's not the kind of heel Goldberg needs to be. Like that doesn't work. Mm-mm. It's kind of reminiscent, to be honest, of kind of like Stone Cold's heel turn, where it just it just it just didn't work. Yeah, on any level. Yeah, May, not maybe not even that it's a bad idea, but just just didn't. Work. It's just such a weird pivot of the character. Like yeah. it's not like they're staying themselves but getting more mean and more vicious. Right. It's that they do a complete 180 and the audience doesn't buy it. Right. So, um you know, that was a failure. Also, which happened and I believe it was on the same pay-per-view. A lot of stuff happened on this pay-per-view. I think this was on oh, the same man. pay-per-view. But anyway, Sting and Vampiro had a huge feud throughout this year. Okay. And I could have done a whole segment on this, but I kind of stuck to one match because I didn't have time. Um, They basically were trying to push Vampiro as kind of the new Sting because Sting Mm -hmm. was older, which is so weird to think of at the time. But at the time, you know, he started in like the mid-80s, so he had been around for 15 years or whatever at the time. And so he was kind of, they wanted him to, you know, help enhance other you know other guys which is what old wrestlers do all the time right that's theoretical that's yeah. the right idea it's fine. that they should be taken and Vampiro huge star in Mexico okay he was a massive star um and he's he was a, he's a very good wrestler he, he does the announcing for Lucha Underground right now yeah I've read about him and I didn't and know he had any Mexican wrestling connections yeah. until I saw mm-hmm. Lucha Underground I was like oh okay yeah but yeah so he was kind of an up and coming star with WCW and so they put him with Sting you know he had the ghoulish face paint and the long hair it, you know so they turned him heel and he was like a wacko heel like he was sting like heel. no 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 okay. vampiro that makes more sense and he was like a wacko like alice cooper ozzy osbourne okay you know spitting right. blood gotta out sting sting you know, right? yeah exactly yeah. and so they had a lot of random cage matches on like nitros and just a bunch of stuff and it was a very disorganized feud well, this match was what is called a human torch match. And I give you one guess on the goal of this match. Is it to light your opponent on fire? Yes. I'm raising my hand again. <laughs> it is. Is Vince Russo by any chance back in fire. control of the booking at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. Yes, he is. He's in control at this oh, point. Man. Um, okay. So, well. the match. Okay. The match, the match happened. 
And yeah, I mean, like, objectively, again, trying to play devil's advocate, this is not any dumber than, like, a Buried Alive match. Right, or an Inferno match. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, that's true. It, so, sounds, it sounds way worse than Inferno match, though. Yeah, it does. It just sounds dumber. Um, But, so the match happened, and the only thing that really matters was the, the finish. They're fighting on top of Nitro. Would they, well, WWE, they called it Titan Tron. In sports, they called it the Jumbotron. And in WCW, it was Nitro Vision. On top of the stage, basically. Right, like on top of the TV. Yeah, way up there. Right. And they're fighting for a decent amount of time up there. And there's like a tiki torch lit on fire up there. I missed it. Was... I don't know why. Okay. I th- just... I'm assuming Vampiro someone brought it up there, but it okay. might have just been there. I don't know. Right. It was just standing there. and right. No one had it. And they're fighting back and forth, and the announcers are like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, it's kind of like a, what's, you know, it... Even watching a match like this now, you'd yeah. be like, okay, this can't end well. Well, it's like whenever wrestlers get on top of the hell, hell in a cell, cell yeah. you're like, ugh, yeah. they could actually die. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. And so they're going back and forth, back and forth. And also the lights are going on and off. and because it's spooky. And thunder and lightning are constantly going off, too. Because why not? Why not? Well, Vampiro grabs the torch at one point, and you see him light sting on fire. Sting is engulfed in flames and then dives off the screen just onto the ground. Well, onto this little area. Just like behind the screen? No, no, no. In front of it. Okay. Clearly, this little area they constructed for him to fall into falls into that. They run in with fire extinguishers and extinguish them, and Vampiro wins the match. And that's a pretty famous clip, too, in WCW of Sting on fire falling off. Again, on paper, that sounds pretty cool. And it was fine. No, it was fine. If you're going to go spooky, like, you have to let the spooky guy win or he's done. And let's just say, this this show isn't necessarily about stuff that's bad. It's stuff that's weird. That's fair. It wasn't necessarily bad. It was just really strange. Kind of cool, though. Yeah. So, that was another thing. Now we're going to go on to the next segment of the show. Oh this boy. one has a two-parter, and this is the, the biggest one that I, went, that I went over for this episode. On September 25th, 2000, on Nitro, Vince Russo won the WCW Championship. Uh, so in one year, we had David Arquette win the title and Vince Russo. Now we'll get into this. This actually turned out to be pretty topical. You'll probably get into this. He uh, he was in a caged heat match. Oh, which boy. is WCW's version of Hell in a Cell. That's really oh okay. Was. It sounds worse. against Booker T, who was the champion. He comes out wearing a full New York Giants uniform, pads, helmet, everything. Wow. Yep. Again, I didn't watch the whole Nitro. I'm not exactly sure how this, this match happened. This isn't even on a pay-per-view? No, this is Nitro. Oh! I don't, I don't exactly oh. know how this match came to be. Wow. But anyway, he booked himself in a title match. I respect that they at least didn't like try to make him look like a competent wrestler. No, you know, no, like no, he's no, gonna no, come out and out wrestle Booker T. Like he's yeah. just full head to toe. And like, this was a typical WCW mat- main event match at the time. He comes out, pulls like a baseball bat out of his pants. Starts, like, hitting Booker T with it. It goes, like, back and forth. There's, like, nine wrestlers that end up getting into the ring and beating up Booker T and then beating up him. And then Booker T beats him up. It's just this, as Stone Cold would say on the clean version of his podcast, a cluster muck of a match. (laughs) And it was was something. And so at some point, Goldberg came out 
in this and was going because I, I I don't think Goldberg's heel anymore at this point because okay. this was a f- several months this was a few months after and I don't think that lasted but it, Goldberg was like going to spear Russo and he spears he spears Russo out of the cage like through the, through the cage mm-hmm. like we saw at Greatest Royal Rumble yeah just topical a couple days ago which now dates our podcast but um and then the show goes off the air. That ends. Well, this happened a lot with Nitros during this time. They would just go well, off the air. They would just end on like a controversial mm-hmm. Yeah, something note. like that. The idea of being, oh, you got to tune right. into Thunder or whatever to see and what happened. Exactly. So mm. then on Thunder, here comes Russo with the, the title. Mm. He's the champ because he escaped the cage first, mm. apparently. Uh, right. Then he retires from in-ring competition. On what? The show. Yep, on the show. No. Yep. Why did he book himself into a title match if he was just going to retire? I don't know. Competition and officially the vacated the title on what? the next Nitro. Why would he do that? <clears throat> Which was the seventh time in the year 2000 oh, man. that the title was vacated. And what month is it at this point? We're in like September, oh. October. Oh, man. That's almost one a month. That's the title insane. had... Get this. The, title, the WCW title had only been vacated three times ever. Before the year 2000. Which is right. That's the way it should or, be. Or, no, or before Russo came to WCW, mm. it had only been vacated three times ever. That makes sense, though. Seven times that, in the year 2000. That's, that's stunning. So, that was the part one of this segment. Wow. Now we're getting on to the best part that I found well, by pure accident. Okay. And then had to make it a big part. Okay. All right. We've talked about weird matches. Yes. The next Nitro, Vince Russo books, well, he didn't book on screen, but clearly booked what was known as the San Francisco 49ers match. You know what? I'll give you two uh, guesses okay. just, just right now. And this is between okay. Jeff Jarrett and Booker T for the WCW title, the vacated WCW title. Okay. And now I'll give you three guesses as to what this match is. Okay. And if you get this right, I don't have anything to give you, but I would give you something if you did. Okay. Because so I, you're not gonna give me three choices. I just have to. Guess no, no, no. Three you just times? have to guess. What? Yep. I. Okay. San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Are is it? Are, is there some celebrity aspect of it involved? No. Like it? No. Nope. They're, they're, they were in San Francisco. Okay, so because I was going to guess, That's like, just the only like Joe Montana, the guest referee or something. Okay, no. Um, you have to make your opponent wear a 49ers jersey, and that's what ends the match. It's like a casket match, but you have to put a jersey on them. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't, okay. Really... No, is it is it like you just you got all right? I'll give you a hint. You got to throw them in the bay, sort of match. No, no, no. no. In San I'll, I'll give you. I'll okay, give you a hint. Know. I'll give you a hint. Do you like pole matches? I love pole matches. We've talked about that's that. your hint. San Francisco forty. I don't know. Are there forty nine poles? Is there one? No. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hang on. I think is this the one where they have four poles with mystery boxes? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I've seen videos of this, yes, it so I is. cheated. Why in the world is that called a San yes. Francisco 49ers match? I'll explain it. They oh. were in San Francisco, and they were hunting for the gold. Oh, my God. 
How do you not fire someone immediately for pitching that to you with a straight oh, face? No. That's it the worst better. thing I've ever heard in my life. It gets better. That's terrible. It gets so much better. Does it? Okay. So, yeah, that's the match. Four boxes were hung in each corner on a pole. Three of them uh. were to have weapons in them. And the fourth was the WCW title. So whoever finds the gold first is the champion. I really hate this. No, 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 no. Literally, the announcers are sitting there. Tony Schiavone and the two other guys, which I don't remember their names. Doesn't and matter. it's not Mike Tanay or Bobby the Brain. It's none of the good ones. Okay. It's, it's Schiavone and two other guys. A guy, like, I don't know, an intern or someone walks down with a piece of paper and hands it to Tony Schiavone. You see this. Okay. And he grabs it and says, it looks like the main event will be a San Francisco 49ers match. And then he's like explaining you the rules as he's reading them for the first time. I swear, I swear this is for the first time. There's yes. no way they were told this beforehand. And they're having to act like this is actually a thing. And you can see them just like, they're confounded by this idea. Wow. And they're trying to like how? act how, the one guy's like, what is this, wrestling or a scavenger hunt? And then, right. and then he's trying to like back that up. But we're like, well, I like weapons, so this could be interesting. They're like trying to, far? to spin it. They're trying to spin it how do and you, not able to. How do you have something that dumb and also give your crew? <laughs> because announcers you know like, are May so important Maybe to they did tell them and they're just really good at acting with it. But it really seemed like That's they insane. had no idea this was I mean, was it happening. does kind of sound like something Vince Russo thought of. In like the middle of the eight o'clock hour, is this on a pay per view or is this no? On this nitro? is nitro. Why are they all on nitro? <laughs> Everything was on nitro. Is it because nobody was paying for the pay per view? That might be been. why. It could have been. That might be why. Actually, that would make okay, sense. So, okay. So anyway, okay. Anyway, so. so this match starts in typical fashion. So okay, they have four poles with these cartoonishly weird looking boxes. Hanging from string or something in each one. Wow. Like above each turnbuckle. Oh man, I hate this. So, right off the bat, Booker T Irish whips Jarrett into the corner and a box immediately falls off. Is it the title? I wish. Oh but man. It's not. Jarrett picks up the box. Presumably, then. they do at least know what's in what because they've got to pace sure, the I'm match sure they out, do. Right? I'm sure they do. Jarrett picks up the box and breaks it open and. And it is not a weapon, but it appears to be some sort of inflatable doll. Like this weird... So, it's like this weird, like like okay. something you'd see like so in like a, a beach commercial, like sitting... Like, uh, like you know if they had like fake palm trees and like yeah. a fake doll. Like, yeah, it's like it's that. A, it's a blow-up doll. Probably. Not exactly. That's, okay, but, wow. But, not, yeah. So, already in this match... Where the commentators themselves, the only silver lining they can come up with is, well, at least there will be weapons. Yeah. It looks like there are no weapons. That's the first weapon. So it's a, it's a joke. So, it's a joke match um, for the world title. It seems to be. Okay. Um, so they, they, keep, they keep fighting, and then Booker T goes for another box, pulls it down, is it opens it up. It is not the title. Oh, man. It is a framed photo of Scott Hall. Not kidding. Why? No joke. See you in the match. Your reaction is exactly what Booker T's reaction was when he opened the box. <clears throat> I have he held the picture there and then turns it towards the camera with this face of like, what is this? Zoinks. I have actually seen that gif. That's, um, that's how I remember that this match was a thing. He, uh... <clears throat> he then I wonder immediately if... smashes it over Jeff Jarrett's head. I like... Well, that's... 
so it is technically a weapon. Technically, because it's like, in a frame. It's a framed photo. I like to so imagine that somebody just gave that to Vince Russo, and he thought it was so funny that he had it to had, work it into it a match. Had, this I don't is know, terrible. Maybe, yes. This would be bad if it was like a... Let me take that back. Like, the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match is dumb, but it's entertaining because it's just a break lower mid-card match. Right. That's supposed to be dumb. This is for the WCW title. Title. This is the big gold belt. Like, this thing yes, used to matter. It used to. Oh, man. So, uh, they they keep fighting, and then they're out on the, the floor, and Jarrett then picks up one of the boxes and smashes Booker T with the box. So then is the, the announcers, title in it? So then the, no, no, no. This is one of the already used boxes. Oh, okay. And so then the announcers are like, so the boxes themselves are weapons. You know, they're oh, trying man, to find really... something, man. Tony Schiavone. And, what uh, a fall from grace, man. That guy had to endure so much crap at mm. the end there. It's just a shame. That'll put butts in seats. It's a shame. And uh, so they keep fighting. Booker T then pulls Jared up onto the announcer table and pile drives him on the table. It does not break. But he what? pile drives him on the announcer's table. It looks pretty rough. That's a whole other level of incompetence. It looks though. pretty rough, man. And uh, that's the best. That's so the best weapon of all. He then goes table. in, and Booker D goes for the third box, pulls it down, opens it up. Does it have the title in it? No. Man, what are the odds? <laughs> pretty is, bad, right? It is what is, and I I don't know what it is. To me, it just looks like a glove. But to, according to the announcers, it is a loaded coal miner glove, because it's a 49er match. What? Which. Is that, makes has that no ever sense. been a trope in wrestling? Which makes no sense because the 49ers were digging for gold, not coal. So it wasn't even gold. It wasn't even coal mines. So the 49ers match is not historically accurate. Is that what no, you're telling me? No. Of all the nerve. And well, this is just in silly. wrestling, loaded gloves were a thing used in wrestling okay. quite a bit. In, I was going to say, like, why and, not just make it brass knuckles? No, no in older but that's stuff, actual, loaded gloves were actually a thing. Right, well, basically, that was a way for them to hide like brass knuckles or something. That was the okay. point of a loaded okay. glove. So this is WCW. We're really honoring our wrestling ah, heritage yeah, here. Apparently, in this, but this is a coal mine. It's this match. big silver, ridiculous thing that goes like down half your arm. Okay. And uh, so Booker T has the glove, tries to hit Jarrett with it, misses. They they end up fighting more. Jarrett gets the glove, socks Booker T with it. Great. In the stomach, hits him like again. Is anybody moving on the remaining box at this point? No. Uh, then they fight for a while and have actually a back and forth match for several minutes, uh, oh, which man. is peppered in with someone trying to go for the box and then okay, them stopping back. him and all that stuff. So, and then it looks like Jarrett is finally going to win. Mm-hmm. And it gets even weirder. Of course. He's about to grab the box and then here comes Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Okay. He's like this little black little person okay. who was a thing on the show who a week earlier Jeff Jarrett had hit with the guitar. I don't know if you've seen that clip. Is that the Hey Slap Nuts video? Yes. 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 That's amazing. That's the guy he hit with the guitar in wow. that video a week prior. So he comes out and just starts punching him in the in the nuts. As one does. And I then, thought we were going to get a Michael Keaton run in for a no, second no, there. No, I thought no, it was no. like a cross-promotion sort of like I'd RoboCop. Never heard, I'd never heard of this guy either. I, I had to look up the name, okay. too. Okay. It threw me off. But, um, yeah, and then Booker T grabs the box. The title falls out. 
Oh, then no. he has to go down and grab it, and then Booker T wins the match. So at the end of all of this, you don't even get like the like pull the title nope. triumphantly like a ladder match where you get it and you hold yep. it up and you get it just falls out. Yep. Just, whoop. Uh, we're that not seem, done. That seems appropriate. Then Scott Steiner comes out with a lead pipe and starts bashing Booker T with it. What? Takes out Booker T and then Save grabs Beetlejuice. And puts him in a Steiner recliner. And that's the end of the show. It literally ends with Beetlejuice in a Steiner recliner. And that's Why? the end of Nitro. Why? Why would you end the show with that? Because then they feuded after that the, for the title. No, don't get me wrong. That's hilarious. The idea of Scott Steiner fighting Beetlejuice. But they, him and, you know, this set up Steiner, Booker T for the title, which was the big oh, feud for the title of man. 2000. So the year 2000 in WCW can just be called, and then... Yep. And then this happens, and then this guy runs in, and then Scott Steiner runs in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, wow, that sounds, that that's pretty terrible. Yeah. How yeah. hard is it to just wait a week and have Scott Steiner beat him up? Incredibly. Apparently. Like, people weren't thrilled by the minor 49er match. They had to, we're going to give him something. It was something. the San Francisco oh, 49er match. Yes. I think that's hey, just, he just wanted due respect. He wanted to use that name without violating any trademarks. So he's like, "No, we're in San Francisco, and they're looking for gold, like the 49ers. It has nothing to do with the football team." Nope. But it, he also wants you to think it has something to do with the football team. I guess that's really bad. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, I was looking up the Vince Russo title run when I found out about that match. That little beauty, yeah. Which I feel like I would heard the name of it before, but uh-huh. had not looked into it at all. That's pretty amazing. And I uh, watched the whole th- the whole match, and it was it was exactly the way we ta- we described it. That is the match. You can look it up. It's on the network. The video... It's of- like the October, I think, 2nd episode yeah. of Nitro in the year 2000. You can look it up, and uh, that is uh, what happened. That's... Oh, man. See, we talked last week about Big Show's title run at the end of 1999, leading up to (laughs) WrestleMania 2000, and how sad it was that the title was just kind of an afterthought, but at least this wasn't happening, you know? At least he had the title. At least least he wasn't putting it in a box. At least the title was in the main event picture. All the main events had to do with the title. Yeah, but at what cost? (laughs) That's actually a pretty great counterpoint if somebody ever says, like, oh, the title wasn't main eventing the show. Yeah, well, it's not always a good thing. I'm going to kick that to the mid-card. Wow. Yeah. But see, this is just, like, I feel like like Vince Russo had the success he did because he came in and was like, hey, we're going to shake things up and we're going to do, like, shocking television. Yeah. But he had absolutely no respect for how good wrestling booking works because uh-uh. he was trying to be so different that nobody ever explained to him he or he didn't, didn't care. He also didn't have anyone over him being like, no, that's dumb. That's yeah, what he that's had true. in WWE. That's true. For as, I mean, because he there, came up... Like, there's a uh, limit to the insanity right. he could do. A lot WWE. of the Attitude Era stuff was started by Vince Russo right. and ideas that he had. But he also had Vince McMahon for certain things to be like, no, that's, which to me sounds weird because I feel like Vince is that guy a lot of times. But not to this level, yeah. clearly. yeah. I mean, Vince did. Vince has done some dumb stuff. But let's, that's let, like, let's not get it wrong. But he but, understands when he wants to. He understands yeah. like the importance of like maintaining the oh, prestige well, of a yeah. title. Well, I don't know if he knows and that. Well, like saying, you know, hey, we have this company that's in a lot of trouble. We got to make it look like, you know, this is must-see TV. Right. Maybe we should make the title seem super important so people are just fighting really good matches for it all year long. Yeah. And have one or two people hold it and cling to it dearly like life itself. So that the title matters 
so that our show matters. Yeah, when you vacate a title seven times in yeah. a one-year span, that doesn't make the title mean Like, much. the titles are... It was literally changing hands every other week. I like, mean, we talked about yeah. the David Arquette angle. It changed the like hands like times. four times yeah. in that week. That's the thing. We're talking about... It went the... from, like, Jarrett winning it to DDP winning it to Arquette winning it to then Jarrett winning it again. Yeah. All in, like, a span of, like, ten days. Yeah, so we're talking about all the vacated... But not all the changes. Like oh, that's yeah. a whole nother. That was a whole nother a thing. Like there's a whole lot more that happened in oh, the year yeah. 2000. Yeah, that we didn't I even have time to didn't even to. get to. The NWO was gone at this point, which it kind of should have been gone. Right, because Hogan was. Hogan had quit. At this no, point, Hogan right? was around because there was the there was a few things that were going on. That was one thing that I I had on on my list originally. It was like Hogan and Bischoff had like an on-screen feud that was on-screen but meant to look real one of those type things right but then in a promo bischoff did hogan actually got mad and so then it actually became a real feud what a guy um and that was a whole weird <laughs> dynamic and then hogan had a thing he he feuded with kidman for a while in the year 2000 which was interesting and good for Kidman because I think Kidman was awesome. Yeah. Um, still works for WWE as a uh, producer or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Good um, backstage, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, because that whole but but they replaced NWO with the New Blood, which was like the same thing, just with different people. Right. And it was still Bischoff and Russo running the whole thing, running right. it. Which originally Bischoff was supposed to be running the Millionaires Club, I think. Like you just. Which was like Nash, Sting, mm-hmm. all those guys. Great. And then Bischoff turned and joined Russo, I think. I could I could be mixed up with my timeline here. And then the New Blood was the new blood of WCW right, coming, would... and they were the heel faction of the young and up-and-comers. Well, then when but, you explain... but then they didn't let them really do anything. Right, like you explained that to me the first time, and again, on paper, Jarrett that sounds the like leader of that. exactly what they should have done, except, right, like it's headed by Jeff Jarrett, who is like... The opposite of New Blood, frankly. Like, if they, if they give that yeah. role a year earlier to Eddie Guerrero, Chris yeah. Benoit, Perry Saturn, like, Jericho, if he's still there, if they give them that sort of leverage, yeah. then, you know, who knows, maybe something goes different. But it's just so top-heavy. Mm-hmm. It was. Interesting. We got a lot uh, of good podcast material out of it, though. I'm yeah. sure we're not the only ones. God bless yeah. them. They... Yeah, so there's a, but there's a lot more on the year 2000. If you want to delve into it, feel free. It's entertaining though, to be honest. It's, the, it's not. It is not boring. I will get. No. It is fun to watch. Yeah. It is like watching a car wreck though. Yeah, that, I was gonna say how much of, of that watch. is it's fun to watch because we know that it was like it's death rattle, and that's, it's just crazy yeah. to think any of it ever happened. Like that's why it's fun. The, to watch. You know, my my tagline for this show has always been like the kind of embarrassing stuff that happens in wrestling, and that yeah. was. It's a shame we don't, you know, maybe we'll go into this more in the future, but that was that whole year was just like... Yeah, it was. It's just that kind of stuff. There's a threshold for silliness in wrestling, like, at any level. Even what you could say is, like, good, like, objectively good, like, want to show your friends wrestling. And this is way below that. You know? Like, this is the kind of thing that I would be embarrassed to tell people I watch. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still some good stuff that happened in 2000. There were some good matches and good characters and stuff, but it's just like so overshadowed. Yeah, by some nobody of this other remembers stuff that. That it's just like, man, that was a wild time. Yeah. 2000 to the three months of 2001 were a str- 
strange time in the world of WCW. Oh, man. I was looking up. Although, to be up. honest, they were strange time. Let's, let's not get this wrong. It was a strange time in WWE, too. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. It just wasn't... Uh, the WWE ones weren't necessarily at the top. And that's, yes, that's exactly, the difference. Exactly. WCW had... Or WWE had fairly competent and good angles yeah. at the top of their card. And a lot of this... The weirder stuff was happening at the bottom of the card. I mean, you yeah, had Puke sure. and some of these other characters... Yeah. So well, I mean, like all the big show shenanigans. That was, yeah, yeah. That was for the title. That was 1999. But that wasn't main eventing. Right. Which is, like, it's frustrating because the title's not main eventing. Yeah. But, like, the feud between Triple H and Vince McMahon during that time was really good. Mm-hmm. So you were like, okay, I see why this is main eventing. Right. You know? Right. There, there were other things going on, so... Imagine if we were, like, if this time period was... And with everything the same, but like 2000s WCW was happening right now. Oh, Just imagine Twitter. <laughs> if stuff, I don't even know. I I can't even imagine. Like, no. See, that's the thing. It could be worse. Could, would, I guess would, that's the takeaway. Would that year have happened if there was like Twitter and stuff I think like that? So, I or think would that, it have been there cut off at th- some point? No, I think there would have been like vote for the champion in a Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been stuff like that. That would have happened. There would have yeah. been like 280 character battle royal where there's 280 people in the ring and you got to throw them all out. <laughs> in one of those war games rings with the three rings, yeah. or uh, not the war games, the like World War Three yeah. things with the three rings. Yeah, yeah, no, it would I have been something that like happening. that. It would have yeah. been real bad. Oh man, one has a giant Twitter logo, one has a giant Facebook logo, and the other one has a giant Instagram logo. Yeah. I could see that happening. There would actually... The more people that vote on Instagram, then that ring gets to be the real battle royal. Oh, man. I was I like the idea of, like, Twitter, the Facebook Live champion. It's like the television <clears throat> champion, except every week you have a match that's only on Facebook Zach Live. Zack Ryder came up with that idea I, in 2011. I don't know why they don't the have that. The internet champion. They had... They literally they had, had a whole tournament everything. on Facebook Live. Just do that. Like, yeah. every week at 7.30 or Although 7, have, right before Raw goes on the air. already. So that's but I would see. I I want like a bottom of the card TV title. We've talked about this, like the corporate champion, except it's the Facebook Live champion. You just have them fight for it on the Raw pre-show every week and put it on Facebook. To be honest, be I'm fun. fine with that. That'd be fun. They're not going to do it. It makes too much sense. But I don't know how much sense it makes, but I still think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, that'll Thank, do it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You're not still listening. We know you're not. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Gorilla. I'm Mark. I am Harris. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast, we are on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. Or or, uh, you can follow me or Harris on Twitter. I'm at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can definitely hit us up on there. Uh, If you have any questions, any comments, any... uh, um, horrible things you're mad about any any of that stuff you can about wrestling preferably about wrestling feel free to tweet the podcast (laughs) at behind the gorilla um feel free to leave us a review on itunes those are always very helpful we have a handful of those not very many but we do have a few yeah we want we appreciate those who have reviewed um so please leave us a rating no matter what it is and a review yeah and uh yeah so we'll be back next week with another episode not sure what that's going to be because that's going to be up to harris Hmm. but it will be interesting i will promise you that always so 
That's it for this show, and we'll talk to you guys next week.